Hi. Uh, welcome to the Astrology Talk podcast. I'm Christina Rodenbeck, and I'm here with my friend Sally Kirkman. Hello. Um, we're both astrologers, obs. And uh, Sally Kirkman has her own website, sallykirkman.com. I have my website, The Oxford Astrologer. And this is our monthly meeting of minds to talk about the astrology of the month ahead, um, starting from 21st of December to the 21st of January. Um, now, in in between in the doldrums between Christmas and New Year, we're going to be producing a year ahead podcast as well. So don't miss that one. Um, meanwhile, what a month, Sally. <laughs> what a month it's been. Are we on the one that's been or on been <laughs> on the one that's been on the one that's coming? Um yeah, it's all yeah. it's all gearing up, isn't it? It's gearing up. Yeah. It's cracking up to be quite quite a time. Um and as usual, I've been in that, I think with Mars in Scorpio, I've just been focused on work. I've been working so hard to try and get some time off over Christmas, which always feels a bit bonkers, really. But anyway, that's what's been going on. So I've really been doing the Mars in Scorpio stuff, um, you know, yeah, full on, full on, go for it, go for it. And just sort of looking at the world and thinking what a twilight world we're in at the moment. It's weird times, isn't it? Well, I hope it's the twilight of the, uh, you know, Gotterdammerung, frankly. Uh, I hope it's the twilight of our government and that we get some people who are actually competent to uh, help us in these pandemic times. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. that's been very interesting. And this country has been the, you know, over the last month has been, has been uh, the fact that our prime minister, who's a Gemini, had and who benefited a lot from the eclipses in uh, Sagittarius and Gemini up until now is suddenly found himself deeply in the caca up yep. to his neck. Um, yep. on, I'm perfectly expectedly, it's all predictable, uh, but it's interesting that it's ha- it happened around those eclipses, you know. Yeah, the final month of the eclipses, actually, isn't it? It's the end of the Gemini Sagittarius eclipses this month. Um so yeah, and it, it seems to be. I think I think he's just lost complete credibility. Really, it's not that he had a lot from you know. <laughs> oh, we had so much. The tiny bit he had has now gone because of his Christmas party malarkeying last year. Uh, wouldn't it be so decadent if the government fell because of a Christmas party, though? <laughs> <laughs> so many other bad things. You know? <laughs> Seventy thousand people dead. Is it now? Oh, but it's the Christmas party that brings him down. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's it will be interesting. I mean, we're we're talking just before the the final full moon in Gemini, aren't we? Which is December nineteenth. Um, uh, we're talking just before it, so it'll be interesting to see what happens then. Whether the bell tolls for Boris. Yeah, uh, and also, you know, because then his premiership would have been pretty much over those eclipses. Mm, mm, yeah, it would. Perfect. Fits perfectly. We'll see. Yeah. Anyway, we're now moving into the into the um, Taurus Scorpio eclipse pattern, yeah. and that's completely different from Sagittarius yeah. Gemini. Okay. Um, so how's your month been, Christina? And if, did you have any astrological snippets uh, for us, or are you just sort of? <laughs> I'm just sort of. Tr- I'm trudging. I'm trudging through. I would okay. say trudge, okay. trudge, trudge. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, you know, nothing springs to mind. It's been. I wouldn't say that November was easy. Let's put it like that. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, my 
heart goes out to my fellow human beings on this planet because I don't think anybody really found November that easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really looking forward to next year because actually, you know, we're coming to the end of this very difficult year. Uh, you know, we've all dealt with um, this very strange time, the pandemic, the lockdowns, the um, whatever, in our own ways and sort of carried on. But there's a point when you're carrying on when you sort of think, actually, this has been rather weird and upsetting. Mm. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm also looking forward to this Venus retrograde that's coming up. Okay, well, we'll be talking about that in a bit. I'm surprised, but well, yeah. I like this time yeah. because it's in inward time. Yes, yes. Um, uh, I love midwinter. Yeah, um, I love the solstice. It's a wonderful time of year, and um, mm. actually, we should we could oh, we should talk about Capricorns a bit, shouldn't we? Because they're that's mm. their sign this month. Mm. It is. Who do we like? <laughs> Who do we like? Uh, well, we, there are a lot of good astrologers who are Capricorns, actually. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, Jeffrey Cornelius being my favourite, actually. Yeah, I think Stephen Forrest, is he a Capricorn? Uh, Ray Merriman, I think, is a Capricorn. These mm. very kind of, uh, you know, very serious astrologers mm. uh, who are good, who are um, Capricorns. I think Capricorn is a, um, and my uh, local shaman, uh, Kashleen Matthews, is a, is a Capricorn. Yeah. Um, and I think that's quite yeah. a Capricorn thing is that um, uh, that shamanic ability, you know, to connect the spirit. With yeah, the- I agree. I agree. It's like it's the goat fish, isn't it? The symbol. Um, and I, th- I think, it, you know, Capricorn is one of the star signs that there's a the kind of myth of Capricorn is completely wrong. We all think of the sort of person in the suit with the briefcase, the workaholic type of Capricorn, which, you know, they're, they're good at business. They have a. Um, a goal to focus on and they work towards it so you know there are going to be and and it can be a star sign that's quite conventional actually good in the corporate world um but i really think of capricorns more as this shamanic type you know i mean david bowie i mean i you know he's kind of patty smith i mean these these fantastic yeah real poetic sort of lyrical artistic creative mm-hmm. rock stars with soul you know soul and spirit that comes forth in their work um you know so so that for me is just such a big bit of capricorn and i think they do you know it is we are in midwinter in the northern hemisphere um not down under obviously but there is something about that midwinter time that you turn inwards and you have to seek sort of solace and spirit within don't you i mean that's you know that's where um that's and that's capricorn knows all about that actually yeah except for jeff bezos who we're not so keen on of course i hope we weren't going to mention him i thought i'm not mentioning his name i always mention him i think he is the ultimate example of how pluto going through your sign can make you extremely wealthy i mean this is a, a an astrological trope that pluto is the god of wealth and of vast wealth and bezos has had that um Pluto going through Capricorn since 2008 and look what's yeah. happened to Amazon I you know I think because people get very scared about Pluto transits and they yeah. are transformational yeah. um but the transformations are not necessarily you know dark they can be well 
from his point of view. I don't know how he's feeling about it. Maybe it's been really difficult. I'm sure it has. Mm-hmm. But um, it's also made him vastly powerful. Yeah. I mean, you know, it does shoot you to power. There's one of the younger Capricorns I really love is Timothée Chalamet, mm-hmm. who's in all the, you know, I, I saw him first a few years ago and Call Me By Your Name. Mm-hmm. Call Me By Your Name? It's yeah. something like that, um, which was just extraordinary. And he was 21 when he did that. And he's, you know, he. I just keep seeing him in everything now. So, you know, it, it really, you suddenly become a powerful figure, don't you, when you've got Pluto boosting you. But Pluto does move on from Capricorn in 2023. So maybe it will be Aquarian's time then to kind of skyrocket or get well, that turbo power. Be. This is going to, you know, as we discussed previously, this is the Aquarian you know, two decades of Aquarius energy is really powerful. And Pluto is just coming into that. So mm-hmm. when Pluto comes into Aquarius, it's going to hit that point mm-hmm. of um, zero Aquarius, which yeah. was stimulated by the great conjunction. And uh, gosh, how many winters ago? Was it only last winter? It was, wasn't it? It was December 2020. Yeah. Yeah. December 2020. Yeah. This time last year, we were mm. getting that great conjunction. Yeah. Is, you know, has, flavors this entire two decades yeah and and beyond actually because it's the the mutation from earth to air as well so we're, we're really tiptoeing through the start of it um you know it's slowly getting going and i think we have to get uh pluto into aquarius to really see what it's going to be about more so anyway that was quite we're um capricorns uh, <laughs> we're talking about capricorns but let's talk about the solstice okay yes if that's the beginning of this season it's one of the four corners of the year Hmm. it's deep midwinter it's a wonderful time for contemplation inwardness etc and actually uh looking you know astrologers look at the chart for uh these four corners of the year to Hmm. tell us a little bit about the next coming months ahead actually and i have to say this one's pretty good it's pretty exciting, this chart. Can I say, thank goodness, <laughs> because we have some really crappy, scrappy astrology coming up. Well, we've got some tough challenges in the astrology. Yeah. And, and, you know, the fact that the solstice chart, which is a symbol of the next three months until the equinox, March the 20th, has Jupiter, <laughs> the best planet at the top, is really, I think it's a symbol of hope. I really do. It's a symbol of hope. You know, this is tricky times we're moving into again in this in this next month. So, you know, holding on to that and Jupiter's there as a beacon saying next year is going to get better, um, as we'll be telling you in the (laughs) 2022 podcast. Um, So, yeah, it's lovely to have that Jupiter at the peak of the solstice chart as we move into, you know, and a lot of people do ritual, don't they, on the winter solstice Mm. Um, there's a lot of different ritual it's a lovely time to kind of light a candle and and remember those who've passed as well I think the solstice about that or just you know be a Saturn Saturnalia type who you let down your hair and have a great big festival and get (laughs) all the strains and stresses of the past year there's lots of different ways you could celebrate the solstice but uh you know the real message of the solstice and of Christmas is is hope at the darkest hour yeah Yeah. Um, or hope that has to be nourished by human beings. You know, if you take the Christian message and you turn it into something, you know, you think about what it really is saying. It's saying that a baby 
God comes, arrives as a child, as a baby, and has to be nurtured by humans. Mm. And that's a really quite an extraordinary thought. Um, and you could be more abstract about it and say hope, you know, the young thing, you have to nurture hope. Um, and it's humans that do that. It's not waiting for some, you know, God, the gods give you a gift mm-hmm. or the heavens give you a gift. But mm. nothing happens with that gift unless mm. you nurture it. Mm. I had to make a flight into Egypt on the back of a donkey, obviously. Well, yes. <laughs> I like that. I mean, you know, I, I, I find Christmas quite difficult because it just becomes so commercial. Yeah. Um, you know, it's all about sort of, I don't know, the, oh, the adverts and the the shops and the commercial side of it drives me a bit bonkers actually but it is essence it is about you know it is about gathering with people you love it's about gifts of kindness you know so it is that I think that's important to hold on to to make it to to do whatever you need to to make it meaningful really and it's quite a Christmas coming up isn't it should we talk about what yeah I mean Christmas day itself is pretty um a full on, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we've got the square of of um Saturn and Uranus, mm. which is pretty exact anyway, already, which is mm-hmm. you know, this very strong tension that mm. we've had all year comes mm. again, you know, around mm. this Christmas week. And yep. you know, I'm sorry to say it is this pandemic again. Um, it's the tension between personal freedom and, uh, you know, rules, blah, blah, blah. It's that all over again. Yeah. So, um, you know, there you are. That's what that is. And it does, you know, you've got to go with it. You've got yeah. to go with it because, you know, folks, Jupiter is going to be going to be going into Pisces on the 29th. Things are going to be changing next year. Mm. So it's a matter of, just, you know, sticking with a program now. And um, and then with the knowledge that we're going to be moving on, we've got hope. You know, mm-hmm. that there is now light at the end of the tunnel. I would say, finally, astrologically, <laughs> yeah. um, up until now, there's been uh, so much. Um, you know, Jupiter and Aquarius is not a, um, you know, not something one would associate with like wild freedom necessarily. But no, Jupiter and it's yeah. It's in Saturn's sign, you know, Saturn Saturn rules, basically. Saturn dominates, authority, leadership dominates, the kind of, you know, the government type of leadership. Jupiter's leadership is very different, actually. So, you know, you've got to get Jupiter back into Pisces, its sign of rulership, which happens on December the 29th. Um, Yeah, and that's very good news. Yeah, yeah. Um, The other thing about Christmas Day is, of course, is the Venus-Pluto conjunction. So we've got some heavy you know heavy stuff going on yeah. uh, around christmas and although i think the venus pluto conjunction has a positive side yeah tell me about this please christina i'd like to hear all about this <laughs> <laughs> got a shitty side too okay but the good side is of course that these planets have a lot in common you know it's not mm. just sex mm. money um passion mm intensity so yeah. i mean it uh of course venus is retrograde at the moment so she's going back she's like it's like they met on the 11th of december yeah. uh and she went on they had a passionate sort of embrace on the 11th of december now she's going back on christmas day to check it out again mm-hmm. and see check him out again and have another conversation or whatever with yeah people. 
Um, so there's going to be, I mean, there's stuff going on around money, I imagine, for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, stuff going on around obsession and mm-hmm. love. Obsess- yeah. Obsessive love, you know, is that's the Pluto-Venus conjunction. And sometimes that's a good thing, you know, to be obsessively in love with someone is an amazing feeling. As long as it's yeah. not going okay. completely wrong. But, you know, we always talk about obsession as as, as if it's all bad. Mm. But actually, it's only with obsession or passion that we can become quality and good at something. And, of course, Capricorn is the sign of excellence, the sign of quality. So I would suggest, uh, you know, yeah. I only go for the quality Christmas presents this year. None of those sort of, you know, crappy fun ones. Mm. It's about a real quality, the quality of love that we have. Um, and That's it. Mm. Go and on. be really focused about it as well because this is Pluto. So, you know, don't spread it around. Uh, keep that focus. Keep it focused at Christmas. Okay. So that's all the good stuff. What's the, what's okay. the bad stuff? <laughs> well, you know, don't go into an abusive relationship, I would say, with Venus-Pluto. I mean, you know, it because they, it, it can be. It can, and, and look at, you know, the, the big trial at the moment is the Maxwell trial. She's a Capricorn as well. You know, and that is it's about abuse. It's about sexual abuse. It's bringing out these real awful secrets, isn't it? I mean, that's also what happens under Venus Pluto. I think what's interesting is that in any Venus retrograde phase, Venus, you know, we think of the myth of Persephone because Venus is this gorgeous, bright evening star at the moment. Oh, my Lord, the planets have been fantastic. Venus, Saturn, Jupiter, the moon. But Venus does, she fades, she disappears, she goes into the underworld, gathers, you know, goes into dark. It's dark in the underworld. It's the dark places. It's the secrets. She has to deal with a lot of stuff. But if you come through that, you very often emerge stronger. There's this sort of symbol of the phoenix rising from the ashes. And that's, you know, she goes into Pluto's realm anyway. I always think in Venus retrograde and emerges warrior woman, morning star. Um, so to have the Venus-Pluto conjunction is really quite powerful. I did, I had a little look on the internet who's got Venus-Pluto conjunction. And the one that immediately caught my attention was Frida Kahlo, the, you know, fantastic artist. And I mean, that just makes, it's in Gemini, makes so much sense to me because she had this tortuous relationship and very passionate and creative and artistic relationship with Diego Rivera. They got married twice, lovely for Venus Gemini, but also had lots of affairs. She was bisexual. So you can see the sort of Venus Pluto playing out there. And I think the other thing for, for me with her was beauty. Because she, you know, she really struggled physically. She had polio as a child. She had one leg shorter than the other, which again seems like a Gemini theme. And then she was in an awful accident. So she really struggled with beauty as well, which is also Venus. Um, excuse yeah, me. She- no, I, I agree. And I think that this, um, that she, her art epitomizes exactly this Venus Pluto conjunction in that it yeah. is incredibly passionate and powerful. And she's constantly looking in the mirror, looking at herself, looking at her twin, um, yeah. the Gemini side. And she also, there's some paintings by her where there's two of her. Yes. You know, yeah. herself or portrait yeah. of her and Diego together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think she's a wonderful example of how the pain and the ardor of Venus-Pluto conjunctions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think both of those are 
you know, it's it's like a crucible, you know, and that's another way of thinking about going into the underworld is you go into the crucible, you go in and it becomes an alchemical change that mm. takes place mm. as Venus goes under, underground. Um, and then, of course, I mean, the interesting, it's interesting that you bring up Frida Kahlo because in Mexican, in Aztec religion or in Mayan religion, Venus is a warrior planet. This is yeah. not the planet of love, yeah. um, you know, especially as the morning star. Um, so actually she comes out fighting yeah. um, and we shouldn't be calling her she, we should be calling her he, they really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I, uh, well, we should call all the planets there. I mean, it's like, they're so, you know, this gendering is such a problem in astrology, isn't it? Mm, um, you know, cause it sends people off on this kind of wrong direction of thinking that Venus is some sort of Renaissance softy, you know, um, mm, is a, yeah. is a Titian, you know, <laughs> actually mm. she, it may be, uh, one of those Mexican gods whose name I, names I can't pronounce. I'm ashamed to say, mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. coming out as a warrior. Yeah. The, the, the winged serpent essentially mm. arriving. So that's and that happens in January when she comes back out from the underworld and she comes out, as you say, comes out fighting in Capricorn quality. Mm. Mm. You know, this is the, this is a quality sign. Um, and I think it's also a sign about getting real about certain things. So when we look at what's happening in general in the world, you know, it may be again, that people who have not been delivering quality have to be let go. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's- yeah, and it, yeah, it's a classic and, and it is about, you know, because it's in, this is about, you need to look at your love relationships. I think you also with this Venus Pluto need to look at how you see yourself. You know, sometimes it can be harder to love yourself when Venus is next to Pluto. You really need to kind of, you know, look at the beauty, really get the beauty within. But also I think it's about money. It's, I think this is what's going on now. You know, it's in Capricorn corporate sign. We're going to have the Americas having their Pluto return next year. What happens now over this period, I think is going to be really interesting on, uh, you know, to do with the economy. It yeah. could be things coming, you know, coming out that really challenge the world financially, actually. So I think it is about money as well. Oh, it's always about money. I mean, that, but then one of the fantastic things about astrology, this um, amazing mm. way, lens that through which we see the world is that is the connections that are made between things. And the, there is a connection between love and money, whether we like it or not, between slavery and uh, back to uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. Mm. That's not love. That's sex and money. Mm. You know, enslavement is what she they were enslaving those girls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think that is also a Venus uh, Pluto thing is who's making money off of you? Who's yeah. trying to enslave you? Yeah. Um, gosh, I've just realized that someone I've had a, a, an offer to do some work which is risible <laughs> derisory. It's a derisory offer. And I've just realized that that's this Venus Pluto as well. Mm, mm. Yeah. yeah value yourself, offer. value yourself highly. Yeah. Now don't let people kind of um, abuse you. either. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. big aid what you deserve, you know, know your self-worth as well. There's a lot of challenge around that. And I think what's interesting about this as well, it's kind of, 
you know, I know normally we talk about what it means for each star sign, but actually I think the themes are so powerful that, you know, you just take, take these themes into your life. You don't necessarily need to look at what area of life it is. Um, you know, there's going to be these kind of powerful, powerful themes going on. So you'll know, you'll know which area of your life. Sorry, I want to return to that concept of value that you brought up just now. Mm-hmm. I think that sums it up, really. So what is, you know, what are you, is your value being abused? Yeah. You know, are are you valuing yourself enough or are you abusing someone else's value? Do you know, are you, are you undervaluing someone else? Um, and I think that that can, you know, it can, uh, the balance can shift completely out of whack. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking also of, uh, someone in particular who, you know, is in an obsessive relationship, Mm. you know, and is that obsessive obsession about possession or about love? And I think that's the other question is with Venus Pluto is, is this love? Where's Mm. the moon in all this? Yeah. Is this just ownership? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And there's, I think also there's a really, you know, because Mercury joins the party, doesn't it? Mercury (laughs) communication joins the party. So at the end of, um, December 29th, 30th, Mercury is conjunct Venus and conjunct Pluto. So it is a time to be really exploring this on a deep level. It's a bit time to having those important conversations as well. Go in deep, you know, go to the taboo stuff, go to what's hidden. Don't dare to ask those questions that you may have been thinking, um, but, you know, you haven't voiced perhaps. I think Mercury's coming in to say, voice this stuff, you know, pay attention to it, bring notice to it. So really quite powerful astrology, isn't it, going on? Bring your intelligence to it. And I just actually, just to go back to the solstice, I've noticed that, in fact, the moon makes an opposition to the Venus-Pluto conjunction on that on the solstice. So okay. all of these themes that we're talking about, they're very powerful on Christmas Day, obviously. But this is not just one day, right? It's that whole period <laughs> it's from now when we're talking, uh, but it's the whole period. And it strong at the solstice it's strong on christmas day and then at the end of the month as you say mercury comes in and then mercury is going to go retrograde of course later Mm -hmm. um back over this stuff so and venus is going over this stuff too so there's a lot to discuss another thing about this um venus uh pluto conjunction is that it's very close to where we had that great conjunction of all the planets that kicked off this pandemic you know Mm those were all you know that was saturn jupiter um pluto all gathered together and that those latter degrees of capricorn um gosh was it january 2020 it was two years ago nearly um two years ago when we all thought what's going to happen you know we're turning this corner we're turning a corner into a new world well venus is now going back over that corner and having another look you know and what venus represents is love that's on the good side Mm. so there's a luxury there's a laziness about venus you know there's a downside to venus too um but but both mercury and venus seem to be having a close look at these final degrees of capricorn again Mm. Mm. yeah and also you know when um, pluto comes along there you can purge can't you you can purge, you can excavate, you know, you can dig down deep to to kind of get stuff out into the open. 
So, and I, I just, you know, the fact that Venus Pluto on Christmas Day, or very often we end up, well, we were talking about this a bit before, you know, you have this idea of, all happy families together. And for a lot of people, Christmas is tough. You've got to go and see people you don't necessarily like or <laughs> who see things differently to you. You know, it's quite often the time when tensions rise. You've got to try and make it a happy Christmas. But the reality is it's kind of tough stuff comes up again. So yeah. I think it is a really good time of year for doing some purging. Yeah, or exorcism. Exorcism. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, exorcism. <clears throat> I agree. And I think that the, this... Venus Pluto says to me, you know, don't spread it around, you know, focus on the few rather than the many Mm. life. And, um, you know, this whole concept of uh, the whole idea that everybody has these vast gatherings that they go to, et cetera. And then it's all, you know, we're going to be making mince pies together. Yeah. Well, lucky them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know already know a few people who are choosing to spend this Christmas on their own which yeah. is Pluto themes as well, for different reasons. You know, we don't know quite what's going to happen over Christmas in in England where we are. We don't know yet what's going to happen. But, you know, there's, there's, there's different, there's, it's different. It's a really different vibe, actually. It's not a la, 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 let's all just sort of get drunk and watch too much telly. We can do that maybe when Jupiter enters Pisces, can we, on the 29th? Is that when we get drunk and watch too much telly? <laughs> Binge watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm still in, I'm still watching Breaking Bad, which is very suitable for Venus Pluto. Okay. Um, you carry on with that. It's quite yeah. long, isn't it? There's lots of them. <laughs> it's long. Well, and also I have to wait for my youngest daughter to catch up with me now. So okay. I've had to pause okay. it. Okay. Um, but yeah, family viewing. <laughs> So Jupiter and Neptune are going to both going to be in Pisces, their own sign. The both the rulers of Pisces are going to be there together, which means that we're going to have a tidal wave of Pisces power, you know, washing us into 2022. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's huge, isn't it? It's huge. There's, I like Jupiter dipping into Pisces, um, you know, in the, the middle of 2021. It was there from middle May to end of July. Um, you know, and I found it at a time I was watching a lot of art. There was sort of theatre, music, jazz I was going to, which hadn't been there over the lockdown. There was bottomless brunches going on in London where I was. There was a lot kind of, I don't know, it just felt like things were coming back to life. Um, so I have this real, I suppose myself, this kind of feel good vibe with Jupiter and Pisces. So I'm really looking forward to Jupiter and Pisces. It will also be my Jupiter return in January. So, yay, Sally, what are you going to do to celebrate that? I don't know. <laughs> don't know at the moment. I should be on some Greek island somewhere and it's highly unlikely. But anyway, I will be celebrating it. So. So, yes, I shall mark it. I shall mark it. So, yeah, Jupiter's, you know, we need Jupiter, don't we? The feel-good planet. It's about growth, expansion, opportunity. So wherever you've been sowing, you know, think back to that middle period of 2021 where you were sowing seeds. What can you pick up and, you know, breathe some life on as we move into 2022? Um, I would say the positive bits of the summer because it was tricky. August was tricky, even though Jupiter was in Pisces. Um, you know, so the good the stuff, you know, as you say, the seeds, uh, it's important to look at and cast aside the nasty stuff. Mm. Um, so Jupiter and Pisces, I mean, we're going to be talking about that a lot in our podcast uh, mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. the year ahead. Yeah, um, yeah. 
We are. It's going to be a big theme. Yeah, that's a major shift that happens at the end of this month. And it may feel quite a relief, especially Mm. for people who have uh, planets around those early degrees of the um, mutable signs. I think it's going to be really helpful. And also all the water signs, it's going to feel better coming out of that dry um the dryness of aquarius into the wetness of pisces mm. Mm. yeah no I, i'm i'm looking forward to it i mean it's you know it's it's emotion it's compassion it's wonder it's inspiration um and um, my goodness we need some of that so it, it it could be you know i think moving towards the end of the year this this jupiter coming back into pisces is going to be lovely it really see it reaches its peak in march and april of 2022 that's when it's really really powerful and strong but it is picking up speed as we you know leave behind 2021 and move into 2022 do we want to have a look at what's happening in you know because with this um we need to do up to the sun's move into aquarius on the 20th so we've got a new moon yeah in Capricorn on the 2nd of january um it's pretty nice new moon right it's a lovely new moon. It's a 12 Capricorn. So really good time to kind of set some intentions. I mean, it's interesting because Venus is going to be retrograde until January the 29th and communication planet Mercury turns retrograde on the 14th of January until early February. So it is kind of, again, there's, it's not, it's not a year to charge into things, but you could still drop a plan, you know, on the new moon, you could kind of, look ahead, look at what your goals are. I mean, lovely for Capricorn having a new moon in your star sign as the year begins because Capricorns love that goal setting, don't they? They love to have things to work towards um, and then they can take those steps towards it practically, persistently, reliably and achieve their goal. (laughs) Always the best sign of Capricorn. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think also it's actually good for something like a soft launch, funnily enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that you know you're going to be fixing. Yeah. Uh, you know you're going to be making changes to it, but why not start it now? And you can start making those changes. Don't, you know, uh, hang around just mm-hmm. because there are these Venus and Mercury retrograde, because actually Jupiter is charging ahead. Yeah. So there's not, it's not like all the planets are going backwards. It's just those, you know, it's the it's the details that you may want to go over and look at. But the sort of main idea, it's like you launch the main idea mm. or start the main idea, and then you go back over things and look at them again. Mm. Um, and again, back to the, all that discussion that we had about value is really very important for, um, you know, giving things the correct value and giving your own uh, work the correct value is really important at that mm. uh, around uh, that new moon. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? Because, um, you know, we have got this... Venus retrograde. Mercury actually turns retrograde in Aquarius and then goes back into Capricorn. But, you know, the new moon is a chance to kind of look at what's been going on, maybe what's not been working out in that area of your life. So, you know, for Aries and um, Leo, it's your work sectors, you know, Mm -hmm. and set some new intentions. What's gone wrong, perhaps? on that Venus Pluto or what, where you're not getting seen or getting heard and setting new intentions around that. So, you know, also that new moon quite interestingly, because Mercury is actually at zero degrees of Aquarius on Mm -hmm. the moon, which is again, a really important degree that we keep on coming back to at the moment, you know, because that's where the grand conjunction happened is zero Aquarius. 
And it's like it pauses, looks at that zero Aquarius, goes forward a few steps, comes back and has another look because it's going to retrograde over that point again. So, again, you know, it's like, okay, start something, but be prepared to redo it. Um, And this could be I mean, it's important for Aquarians, actually, Mm -hmm. um, that the new moon and then you're coming up to your birthday later on. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also important for. say let's see well for obviously you know go on who who did you say who taurus obviously you know it's going to be important for taurus this is about work yeah it's about career it's future goals isn't it so you know take your time you know take your time with it don't it is kind of like there's there's some reworking to be done wherever you know mercury falls wherever aquarius is in your horoscope yes set your goals be prepared to change your mind you yeah. know, and, and because it's this is Mercury we're talking about, let's get some more information. Yeah. You know, you may need to investigate more, be prepared to backtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, that's difficult for Taurus. Uh, <laughs> mm. But, uh, you know, it's also important for all of the air signs for, you know, Libra and Gemini, that, mm. that, that what that Mercury is doing. So and it's interesting that it's doing it's crossing that that boundary between Aquarius and Capricorn, mm. which Venus doesn't go over, you know, and Pluto's not going over, but Mercury mm. going into Aquarius, getting some information from there and bringing it back into Capricorn. Yeah. 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 So this would be like doing a survey, you know, mm. doing a survey for the rest of the month, as soon as it goes from that, from that zero Aquarius, and then yeah. it's crunching the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot. So like for Sagittarius, it's your third house. So really do some research, <laughs> get some ideas, talk to people, you know, find out what's going on in your community. It really is a time to kind of see what people want. Mm-hmm. For Scorpio, home and family sector. So, you know, if you're looking for somewhere to live, Scorpio, <laughs> you know, check things out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do your research be and be willing to be flexible and change your mind about it. So it's, yeah, wherever that, you know, the Mercury and Aquarius falls, that's that's kind of the common theme, isn't it, for it? And the other thing I would suggest with all of this retrograde, you know, those two important planets retrograde, and these are the planets of communications and also art, so it's really good for editing, for redoing your work. Mm, yeah. um, and even during the whole Venus retrograde, it, it you know, it's good to be getting out your old canvases or your old ideas and dusting them off and looking at them yeah and even more so when mercury goes retrograde and you know getting the stuff out and maybe um looking in the archive yeah um, yeah no it's i mean that's those those people who have got you know want to go in deep to something this is the perfect time to do it it's fantastic uh, yeah. um and it gives the whole winter you know in the northern hemisphere it's giving the whole, it's prolonging the Capricorn part mm. of the fact, you know, that Capricorn is the midwinter sign. Mm. Um, and it's that's a prolonged midwinter that we have because Venus will stay in Capricorn until March. Uh, Mercury will stay in Capricorn. I'm not sure. Is that until? Yeah, it only dips back in mid-February. It's out of Capricorn. Yeah, mid-February. So, you know, it's interesting that that's a, it's a prolonged midwinter and it's a prolonged deep dive. Mm. Mm. Um, and I think it's easier if you just decide to go with that, you know. Yeah. 
yeah fighting it you know well I think that's something to be honest we're all getting used to isn't it we're we're having to learn to be adaptable flexible change be patient as well my lord you know that's quite hard for the Mars type Aries Scorpio um and Mars is in Sagittarius also during this period but yeah there's you can push and fight and be assertive and try and get what you want but you also you know you have to look at the reality of life and sometimes it means okay well actually I can't you know I can't head off in that direction um so I need to look at the other possibilities the other options and not get stuck in impossibility um yeah and for Sagittarius just to say you've got Mars in your sign the whole of this period so I mean, I quite like that for, for Sagittarius. I mean, it's a really, Mars and Sagittarius is the adventurer, um, bold. And I would think for Sagittarius, you really do need to be lining up some some big goals, some big vision for the year ahead with that. Also, with all the stuff going on in Capricorn, you've got to really look carefully at the money side of things, um, you know, and look at how you're going to be able to maybe afford what you want to do. How can you raise funds or something similar for Sagittarius? Yeah, when does Mars leave Sagittarius? Um, 25th, Jan. Yeah, because the other, I mean, the other really important, I mean, the other sign that really needs to think about that is Gemini, you know, uh, because it means you've got Mars in your opposite sign. So that can mean very dealing with aggressive people or open enemies, but it can also mean, you know, a passionate love affair. You know, Mm. it's passion again. Um, Mm. That's where the action is for Gemini. It's in your relationships. Mm. Um, and in fact, it's a big time for Gemini because they've got Jupiter coming into Pisces, which is, uh, you know, that makes a hard angle for Gemini um, and Mars in Sagittarius. So it's quite an interesting combination of energies going on. Mm. Um, and the other people who I think that, you know, when you've got um, Mars in Sagittarius, uh it's important when it's going across your, when you've got Mars anywhere um, in any sign, it's important for the people who, uh, for whom it's going across the mid heaven. So mm-hmm. again, that would be, I mean, Pisces. that's Pisces. So yeah. Pisces, you've got Jupiter in your sign and Mars going across your mid heaven. This is yeah. all clear stuff. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with Jupiter in your sign, you may find yourself. Sometimes it's good. You get more, you know, you get greater publicity. People notice you, you're popular, um, but it also makes you a bigger, more visible. So you can't, there's nowhere to hide when Jupiter's mm-hmm. in your sign. So you've got Jupiter in your sign, Mars going across the midheaven. And that does suggest sort of you may have bosses to deal with who are unreasonable or who want you, um, or you may have a lot of work to do, a mm-hmm. lot of sort of promotion. It's, um, and, mm-hmm. I mean, I always think Mars in the sixth is important as well. The transit of Mars through the sixth house, which would be who would get that? That's right? Cancer. It's for Cancer. Yeah. So they like to be busy and full on, isn't it? It's a busy schedule when you've got Mars in your sixth house. You're kind of juggling, wearing lots of different hats. It's work. It's health. It's you know lifestyle. It's looking at a lot of stuff. Um, where I mean, wherever Mars falls, you tend to be doing things fast. I think also this, you know, if you're looking at this combination, I mean, Jupiter's move into Pisces for Virgo, relationship sector. Mars in Sag, your home and family sector, that's where there could be sort of clashes, arguments. And then also all this stuff going on in Capricorn in Virgo's romance sector. I mean, it's a real kind of 
oh, it could be really kind of intrigue and, yeah. you, know, you know, maybe someone from your past gets back in touch and throws you all kind of giddy and like, oh, my Lord, what am I going to do? Um, but, yeah, it does feel like it could be quite a complex time for Virgos, I think, with re- with relationships moving forwards. Yeah, um, intense, yeah. intense, passionate, yeah. Yeah. Um, blossoming. You know, I think it could be amazing for a Virgo, a creative, um, you know, that you find your, you know, for Virgos, um, and this is, again, back to that Pluto, Venus, it may be about finding your voice in whatever aspect that literally your singing voice you know mm-hmm. um but finding your way of doing stuff going mm-hmm. back and digging around and this is a creative voice finding your creative voice mm-hmm. yeah that's nice that's a nice way of looking at it so january is quite a strange it's quite a strange month isn't it with this sort of stop start feel actually um and a lot still kind of hidden or beneath the surface and then a really really powerful full moon coming yeah. up on January the 17th, uh, which is back, it's at, I mean, it's at 27, Cancer Capricorn. So it's, a, it's you know, it pulls in Pluto. Pluto's at 26. Um, so the full moon on January the 17th, again, we've got Pluto, this planet of power, this planet of transformation, really powerful. And full moons often bring things to light. They bring clarity. The light of the moon is huge at the full moon. And you often know, kind of know instinctively what you need to do. So this full moon on January the 17th may bring things to completion that have been going on while mm. Venus has been retrograde in Capricorn. Yeah. Maybe a time to really, you know, cut things off, make a decision. Although Macris turned retrograde by then. So it's again this it's when when does the end come or when's this when's the sense of finality? It's almost maybe you're trying to end something, but then it drags on a little bit or there's more discussion. And it's quite yeah. hard to find that final point. But that full moon could be really powerful, I think. Yeah, I mean, the sun makes a conjunction to Pluto the day before, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so it is really powerful and it is bringing stuff to light. But Venus is, you know, hasn't gone direct. You know, she won't go direct to the end of the month and then she'll go back over that point. Yeah. So there's, there's not, it's not an ending. It's a, it, but it may be an explosion of more information. Yeah. It's like an ongoing saga, you know, and here's some more stuff that you need to look at, some more stuff from down under. Yeah. You know, and the good thing about something like the full moon is that it's uh, revealed in its, um, it's not necessarily a bad reveal, you know, it's like, oh, okay, now I understand what's been going on. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with, you know, money during the next, over mm. this month, I think. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm not a financial, we're not as financial astrologers, but, you know, there's funny stuff going on with money. Yeah. This whole period, especially since, you know, also the eclipses have been around the money signs. Yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe we'll, around that full moon, maybe some stuff will come to come to light. Um, around the full moon I think it is a good full moon for issuing ultimatums actually you know you've got one last chance someone says or something similar you know whether Aries it's in career or um, for Cancerians it's about relationships it's like that's it that's enough you know we change this now Um, so it could be a time for issuing ultimatums and then 
waiting to see what develops, what changes after that. And I noticed that actually Uranus turns, I mean, there's so much going on this month, isn't there? Uranus yeah. turns direct the next day. Yeah, on the 18th. On the 18th, you know. Um, and for some people, I think even that full moon's on the 18th. So, yeah, I mean, which is the planet of uh, revolution and rebellion uh, in Taurus. And it's been it's been retrograde for a long time. And it's going to be stationing around that 11 degrees of Taurus for most of the month, 10, 11 Taurus, so, which is quite an agitating feeling. You know, if you have anything at 10 degrees Taurus, you're going to be feeling that electrical uh, charge and then boom, it goes direct the day after the full moon. Mm. Um, so there may be, I would say, like an explosion mm. of some kind of activity, mm. especially for Taurians. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in fact, look at the Taurus in your life. Yeah. I agree. It's it's kind of it. Well, it you know, put the full moon with Pluto and Uranus. It's like enough is enough, isn't it? Yeah. Enough is enough. I'm gonna do this anyway. Or you know, there's that kind of it's a real whoosh of energy around around that full moon. Um, interesting month coming up. The more we talk about it, the more I'm like, oh my word. <laughs> I'm really fascinated by the whole thing. I mean, the yeah. kind of mythological resonances of you know as we were saying you know there's that venus going underground which is always you know in in western astrology we do always talk about persephone and hades or inanna um in the underworld but you know there's all kinds of other mythologies around that you know because this venus is the third brightest object in the sky after the sun and moon so she's was this was a well-known planet around the world Yes. It's the one that the wandering star that really people paid attention to. Yeah. Um, so there's mythology from all over the place and it's always considered an incredibly important time. And I think it's even more important because it's happening over this midwinter mm. period uh, in this very deep sign. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I really look forward actually to hearing what what this all brings, this astrology for people, you know, kind of let us know um, what's going on. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. I mean, I think it's going to be, um, yeah, I would like to know stories. I mean, there are, I know that people are already experiencing the Venus and Capricorn quite intensely. Mm. Um, And also, I mean, it's hard to disentangle slightly because they, eclipses brought quite a few resolutions to serious problems or at least the the potential of the resolution happening at the the end of january there's quite a lot of stuff happening at the end of january Mm. um so i think that's also a thing to think is that if you have like an issue at the moment say i don't know court case or something is that this may be delayed you know during this period it may be delayed until the end of January when mm-hmm. Venus goes direct. And even then you've got the Mercury that hasn't gone direct either. Mm-hmm. But that delay is not necessarily a bad thing at all. Yeah, um, It's useful. You take advantage of the delay. You wait. And as we were saying before, it's like soft launch and then you're fixing things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, once Mercury turns direct, which is actually February the 4th, um, then, you know, everything is opening up so it's it's january itself that is going to be this this kind of weird stop start vibe yeah. um 
And I think, well, there'll be a lot. You'll have all the information you need probably at the beginning of February to really crack on with whatever's been going on for you. Because I think that's the other thing we want to say is that there's stuff that's hidden. Yeah, there is. There may be things that you need to wait and find out. Yeah. Or you actually make a decision, and you know, try and I would also say try and delay, yeah. you know, if you're buying a house or something like that, um, try and just, uh, you know, make sure you know everything, mm. you know, because something, there's something that may turn up. Mm. Those turning points are January 29th, February the 4th. So it's yeah. the end of Jan, beginning of Feb, when the sort of knobs, yeah. dials turn. And that's when you have all the information you need. So an interesting month, Christine. <laughs> Whoa, we got really, you know, dark and heavy in there, didn't we? Um, But that's appropriate for the time of year, I think. It is. So, Sally, what do you want in your Christmas stocking? What do I want in the crowd? I just want want some peace and quiet in my Christmas stocking, actually. Just some some calm. Uh, That's, uh, yeah, you know, peace and quiet and love and hope. I want all the sort of, you know, I don't want anything tangible or commercial. I just want all the lovely stuff to light light love hope faith (laughs) and you christina dear santa please send sally some love hope and faith in her christmas stocking um you know i'm so um well i want jupiter and pisces in my christmas stocking yeah you don't have have long to wait after christmas day it's a few days later he comes in and then you can go yay exactly um there's so many, um, I feel at the moment, there's so much work, you know, there's so many, I have so many um, responsibilities and duties. Yeah. Yeah. I'm quite burdened by that actually. Yeah. Um, so I would like just something to be lifted. Mm, yeah. Well, we'll wish Santa to bring you that too. <laughs> <laughs> and then I hope everybody has a lovely time wherever you are. Just try and keep it peaceful and, quiet i think in these quite tricky times that we're in and um yeah so merry christmas and listen out for our um uh year ahead podcast yes which will be here by 2022 we promise (laughs) take care then see you next year Bye. bye bye